buy lows, sell highs, must-haves, fades. It's Monday morning during the off-season, baby. Let's talk trades. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wyslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wyslicker. Be true to thyself, embrace your addiction, and as always, earn your chip. Oh, it's Monday, March 21st, 2022, and it's trade talk time. I told you guys that I'd give you a trade episode each week. During the offseason, leading up to your fantasy football drafts, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about these trades that happened. I scoured the internet, and by scoured the internet, I mean I looked on a couple of message boards here or there, pulled down some trades that happened or that people were talking about, and we just are going to talk about them, give you our value, our opinion on those particular picks, and which side we will actually take of the trade. So, we're going to dive right into this. I don't want this episode to be super long. I know the last week's episode, we went a little bit long because we talked about some of the things that were happening during the free agency period because it was the beginning of the free agency period. Uh, the legal tampering was going on, and we wanted to talk about certain things because at that time, you know, things had happened. But we're going to get right into these trades. Like I said, we don't, for some of the trades, we know what the parameters are of the trades um, as far as what type of league they were in. So we'll talk about those when we get to them. If we don't know what type of league it is, we are going to play under the assumption that it is a super flex league. Super flex league, that's how we're going to play under the assumption that it's a super flex 12-team league. So like I told you, every week I'm going to give you one of my trades. If I made a trade during the week, um, I'm going to talk about my trades. So the first trade that I did this week, um, I traded DJ Moore away and acquired Chris Godwin and the 209 in this year's rookie draft. So a 2022 209 and Chris Godwin for DJ Moore. A lot of people say, Oh man, you know, DJ Moore is younger. He's not he's not been injured. Chris Godwin is coming off an ACL tear, which is true. But I believe the upside of Chris Godwin is higher than the upside of that of DJ Moore. DJ Moore has been in the league four years. Three years in a row, he's been a high-end wide receiver, too. Chris Godwin, I believe, has been in the league the same amount of time. So, I believe they've both been in the league four years. But Chris Godwin is an older player. So, well, no, Chris Godwin's five years. Five years. But Chris Godwin has been a wide receiver one before. So, That's what I was looking at. I looked at what the ceiling of Chris Godwin can be um, if he's in an offense with a quarterback 
that he could play with. Of course, I'm looking at the fact that for this particular year, he's going to be back with Tom Brady. Um, Hopefully, he'll be ready at the beginning of the season. If not, he only missed, you know, a couple of weeks. And I believe that his ceiling is higher than that of DJ Moore. Both of those guys' floor, I believe, is roughly about the same. That's why I made the trade. Got the 209 to go along with it. Not really the greatest of picks, but if I can take a shot at a rookie in the draft, I'll do that. Don't really know who's going to be available at that particular pick. I have not yet done all of my scouting. Um, We're just really getting into the meat and potatoes of our scouting. We've done a lot of it already. But, again, Chris Godwin and the 209 were acquired for DJ Moore. So that's one trade that I did. The other trade that I did here came from uh, within – the league that I told you guys about uh, last week where I traded to get uh, Derek Carr and the 102. I traded away Justin Fields and DJ Chark. And then I strung together again. We traded uh, the 208 for Davis Mills in this Superflex League. So I kept it going, man. I, I I decided to keep it going. I wanted to, to make sure that I kept stringing together good trades. So this week what I did was I then traded Derek Carr right after. So I, the, the Derek Carr trade came before the news of Devontae Adams. So after the news of Devontae Adams, I decided, hey, it's cool. I can go ahead and trade Derek Carr away. Yes, someone came to me about Derek Carr, but I wanted to get this trade done, see what I can get out of it. So I gave up Derek Carr. I don't know if I said David or not, but Derek Carr, David is his brother. I gave up Derek Carr and the 205 to get Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. I felt that, yes, Russell Wilson is three years older than Derek Carr. I feel that Russell Wilson is a better pure quarterback than Derek Carr is. I felt that this was almost an upgrade for me. Yes, Derek Carr is a little bit younger, so we we took Derek Carr, packaged him with the 205, got back Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Yes, I understand Tyler Lockett does not have a, a quarterback that is great right now. Right now they're looking at Drew Locke as the starting quarterback, but I believe that Tyler Lockett, uh, again, will be – a good addition for the team that I have. I told you guys last week that I was struggling uh, with the wide receiver position because I punted the wide receiver position in order to build a foundation of young, sta- a young stable of running backs, 
and a decent stable of quarterbacks here with Tua Tungavaloa. Uh, I had Justin Fields. I had Kirk Cousins as my older vet. And um, and then, of course, trading for Davis Mills. So I wanted my team to be young but still be effective. I also, in this league, have the 102 and the 104 of this year, as well as the 204, the 304, and the 308. And then I have an additional second-round pick in 2023. We're going to continue to make moves in this particular league, try to shore up our wide receiver positions, maybe even package up Tyler Lockett and another uh, pick to try to upgrade at the wide receiver position. We're going to continue to make those trades. But for right now, again, we talked Derek Carr and the 205 traded away to get Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Some people might say that's a win. Some people might not. But those were the two trades that I made over this past week. Again, I don't make trades every week, but when I do make the trades, I will tell you guys about them. All right, so let's get into the trades that we scoured the internet for. First up, we have Saquon Barkley being acquired for Elijah Mitchell, the running back from the San Francisco 49ers, and a 2022 third-round pick. Now, with that, you got Elijah Mitchell, who had a pretty good year last season. Um, Elijah Mitchell, you know, he is the guy over there uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, with Elijah Mitchell, you're looking at a guy who, yes, he had a, a few few injuries last year, missed some games. But, again, people are labeling Saquon as injury prone. He hasn't completed a season um, in a few years now. And Elijah Mitchell finished as the wide receiver 26, excuse me, at the running back 26 in PPR Um Not that great. Uh, That is a high in running back three, which means most times, more often than not, you put him in your flex spot and he did work for you. Uh, Saquon Barkley, same thing, finished as running back 30 in PPR, and that was him not being healthy. Uh, He actually only played 13 games. Rolled his ankle really badly um, midway through the season, a couple of games into the season. So you got both guys, one one guy who only played 11 games this season in Elijah Mitchell, the other one played 13 games in Saquon Barkley. So if you're looking at both of these guys, you're looking at them and you're saying, hey, they both are injury, they both, they both had injuries, But who is the more talented back? And I'm going to say that when healthy, 
Saquon Barkley is the more talented back. Is that the guy that I want to take a shot on? And in this particular instance, because I know that the San Francisco 49ers are going to use a running back by committee, they are going to sprinkle in Debo Samuel there. I'm going to go with the Saquon side. I'd rather have Saquon on my team here than Elijah Mitchell. So I'm giving up Elijah Mitchell and a third-round pick to acquire Saquon Barkley. I'm going to go for that upside. I'm going to hope for the best and see if Saquon stays healthy. Yes, he played more games this year than Elijah Mitchell played. Both of those guys are in situations where they are the guys primarily, but the 49ers are in a position where they sprinkle in Debo Samuel a little bit. So, again, I'm going to go Saquon on this one. Up next, we have Josh Jacobs being acquired for Mike Williams, the wide receiver of the Los Angeles Chargers, and Devin Singletary. On this thing here, man, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take Josh Jacobs here. Uh, I believe Josh Jacobs is going into an offense now uh, under Josh McDaniels. With Devontae Adams being there, it's going to open up some holes for him. He finished as the wide he finished as the running back eleven last season, uh, playing fifteen games. This guy could stay healthy and be able to have things open up for him with Devontae Adams being on that team. I think this is going to be very very big for him. Of course, you know Mike Williams played. Tremendous last year. He finished as the wide receiver 12. But the problem with with Mike Williams is he had that incredible first half of the season and then died down a little bit towards the middle of the season going late into the season. Yes, he finished week 18 with 26.9 fantasy points and PPR scoring, but... That wasn't championship week. In the playoffs for you, playoffs started in week 14. He finished with 12 points, 7 points, 0 points because he didn't play a week 16. And in championship week, week 17, 15.3 fantasy points. He had a great beginning of the season and then tapered off towards the end. And that's not what you really want to see from your guys that are going to try to win you a championship. I mean, yes, we can say the same thing a little bit about Josh Jacobs, but in the playoffs, he was giving you double-digit scoring in the playoffs. I'm going to take Josh Jacobs here. Devin Singletary came on late. Uh, They were looking to bring J.D. McKissick in to be within that running back room with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I don't know why they don't believe in Zach Moss. But, again, that was their intentions of doing it. J.D. McKissick pivoted and moved on. But there has also been speculation that they are trying to get Christian McCaffrey out there in Buffalo. So I think this was a good trade for 
the person acquiring Josh Jacobs. Uh, you get your top flight back. He's 24 years old. That's what we want to see when we're doing these types of trades, making these things happen. Again, Mike Williams had a career year. But he tapered off at the end of the year. Yes, he earned him a new contract and they extended him. He stayed healthy. I think he's a good wide receiver, but I'd rather have the top running back, the top flight running back, than to have the receiver being that receivers are so inconsistent, so inconsistent. Up next, man, we have Derrick Henry and a 2022 second-round pick being acquired for Saquon Barkley. Albert O, the tight end from the Denver Broncos, and a 2022 third-round pick in this particular instance. We don't know if this is a tight end premium league or not. Um, Even so, if I'm in a win-now situation, I'm, I'm competing. I'm trying to get get the W. I'm trying to win the championship. As a matter of fact, either way, I'm going to go Derrick Henry in this situation. Derrick Henry in the 2022 second. Give me that over Saquon, Albert O, and the 2022 third-round pick. Um, you get a stud running back there in Derrick Henry that can help you try to go for that chip now, try to win that chip. I understand that he's coming off of a foot injury, but he came off of that foot injury, played in the playoffs, looked pretty good. They just weren't in a position to continue to feed him because the Bengals were in the mold to try to stop the run. They wanted Ryan Tannehill to try to beat them with the pass. He wasn't able to do it. Derrick Henry coming back healthy. He's going to get mad touches, bro. And they brought in Robert Woods, who is a tremendous blocking wide receiver. I think they're looking good, man. Derrick Henry over Saquon Barkley. Derrick Henry in the in the second round pick. Up next, we have Kyler Murray. Being acquired. I think we already talked about this. Kyler Murray for Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week, I believe. My fault, guys. Um, We picked the Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, and the 104 over Kyler Murray. We just felt like that was more value that you can get on that side than on the Kyler Murray side. Up next, Devontae Adams was acquired. Now, this was one of those trades where you're like, what the hell is going on here? Devontae Adams was acquired, but the person gave up Melvin Gordon, George Kittle, Saquon Barkley, and a 2022 first-round pick. Um, That 2022 first-round pick actually ended up being... Just want to make sure I got this right here. 
that 2022 first round pick ended up being the 105. Uh, so the 105, Saquon Barkley, George Kittle, and Melvin Gordon giving up for Devontae Adams. And I I know for sure this league is a super flex league, I believe. Um, this is tough. But I think I'm going to take the package here with the players. Um, I feel like you're getting more value out of this, even if you were trying to get – you were trying to use these guys as trade bait. Um, I believe you can use George Kittle as trade bait. If not, keep him, use him. Uh, Saquon, of course, no, he's not, he's not the greatest as of right now, but he has tremendous upside. And then at the 105, again, you could still be looking at one of the – the the top rookie wide receivers in this uh draft class. Melvin Gordon really doesn't do much for you. We know we don't know where he's going to be or where he's gonna end up. That doesn't do much for you. That's a throw in. But you you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll take the package here. Uh, I mean it it still depends if you are if you if you're a wide receiver away from the chip, I mean, yeah, you gave up George Kittle, though. I mean, unless you got somebody else as far as your tight end, if you had maybe uh, Pat Fryermuth or TJ Hawkinson or somebody else on the roster uh, that you could have just given up George Kittle. I mean, I could see both sides of this giving up, but I think I'd take the package here just because you get the value of the other players that you can use as trade bait, especially when you get into a point where if Saquon comes back and he gets a couple of games where he's giving you 20 fantasy points, then you can move him to somebody who believes that he's going to continue that production, try to cash in big. I'm one of those people who like to string together loads of good trades and I think that if you're stringing these this trade together you traded Devontae Adams away to acquire these pieces um you could potentially have asked for more but you're giving away Devontae Adams to acquire these pieces then you can move to another trade with one of those pieces this trade uh these these were a series of trades it looks like uh, what happened here, uh, Alvin Kamara, Josh Allen, and DK Metcalf were acquired by giving up Tua Tungavaloa, Jonathan Taylor, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. So, we try to start with who's the best player in the deal. Uh, try to look at who are the be- who's the best player in the deal. We're going to say Josh Allen is the best player in the deal, man. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy football two years in a row, uh, scoring well over 25 fantasy points a game. That's the guy that you want. And if you, you get Alvin Kamara – and you get DK Metcalf along with them, with him. But you gave up Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you gave up Tua Tungvaloa. 
So you're down tiering from, excuse me, you're upgrading from Tua Tungvaloa to Josh Allen, but you're down tiering from, well, you're not even down tiering because they're both uh, running back ones. They've both been running back ones here, and that's Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara. So you can almost say that that's a push here. Um, you gave up a 2023 first-round pick. You gave up a 2024 first-round pick. You got DK Metcalf. I mean, you tremendously, tremendously upgraded at quarterback. You got a slight downgrade at the running back position. But you you got a, a, a good wide receiver out of it. I mean, if you're in a position where you're trying to compete, I think this is a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal for both sides. I can see I can see a guy rebuilding, uh taking the package and the picks. Me personally here, I'm gonna say I'd go with Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, and DK Metcalf on this on this one. Um I'm trying to win, and I don't give a damn about those picks, man. Fuck those picks. Um, would have liked to kept Jonathan Taylor in this situation. If we could have got Josh Allen and DK Metcalf, but been able to keep Jonathan Taylor, I think that would have been that would have been better. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get your guy, and, and you got the number one player in fantasy in Josh Allen there. So that's a good trait, good trait. Up next, man, we got a C.D. Lamb and a 2022 second was acquired for Travis Etienne, Elijah Moore, wide receiver from the New York Jets, and a 2022 third-round pick. This is, again, one of those ones where I can see both sides, you know, even though both, all three players are young, it looks like we're taking some some young upside plays to try to get the guy who's going to be the number one option on their team, and that's C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, you know, no more Amari Cooper. Um, it's going to be him. It's going to be Gallup. It's going to be James Washington. Um, he is going to be the wide receiver one on that team. Uh, you get a second-round pick to go along with it. Yes, she had to give up Travis Etienne and uh, Elijah Moore uh, and a third rounder. But I think this is a good trade here where you go out and you try to get your guy. I'm taking the C.D. Lamb side on this one. I believe his his target share is going to go up even higher. He's going to get more targets here, more than 120 targets. I see him hovering around 140 targets this year, depending on how explosive the offense is. So I'm going to take C.D. Lamb in this situation. Giving up Elijah Moore and Travis Etienne, uh, we still don't know what Travis Etienne look, is going to look like on an NFL field because we haven't seen it. And then Elijah Moore, yes, he's in a situation where they are getting better. They, they, they are getting better as far as putting pieces on that offensive line to try to help keep Zach Wilson upright. But again, 
we believe that C.D. Lamb is going to secure, he's going to to have 140 targets roughly in that offense, and and he's going to convert those things. So we're going to take the guy who has the the clear path now to being a wide receiver one. Last offseason, he did not have that clear path to being a wide receiver one, but right now we see that he has the clear path to being a top 12 wide receiver. So we're going to go ahead and take C.D. Lamb and the 2022 second-round pick in this instance. Another Elijah Moore and Saquon trade. Saquon was acquired for Elijah Moore and Marquise Brown. In this particular situation, being that it's not a pick involved and it's an actual player that showed us promise, uh, that showed us a lot of what he could do this past year, man. Um, he got better. Marquise Brown got better. Uh, you know, he finished as a low-end wide receiver two, finished as the wide receiver 22. He has gotten better each year. He's played, and he's played 16 games. He's So he's been healthy and he, he's been on the field, and he's commanding targets. Last season, he had 145 targets. Um, I don't know if he's going to be up to that particular level again, but he was, conv- you know, if he could not only get targets but not drop those targets, he'll be even better. He caught 91 balls, but I felt like he could have got Way more than 91 balls. I felt like he was dropping a lot of passes there. But they continued to throw the ball to him because he continued to get open. And that's what you want out of your guy in this particular situation because it's a player that we know tangibly what he can do. We're going to go Marquise Brown and Elijah Mitchell over Saquon Barkley in this particular situation. Up next, we got Jameis Winston and Michael Carter, the running back for the New York Jets, being acquired for Jalen Hurts and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is not actually on a roster at the moment. Uh, he could re-sign with the Los Angeles Rams. But then again, he's still not a starter. This is a catch situation right here because as I'm recording this, Jameis Winston is not technically on the roster of the New Orleans Saints. He is a free agent. So you got two free agents being dealt with in this particular trade. And then two guys that are actually on teams. The way I'm looking at this is I'm going to – I'm going to say right now you want Jalen Hurts. You want to keep Jalen Hurts here. Right now you want to keep Jalen Hurts. Um, that that quarterback with the rushing upside, that's a cheat code in fantasy right now. I'd revisit this trade. Probably later on down the road. And the reason why... I would say revisit this trade, keep Jalen Hurts. Because, again, you got the quarterback with the rushing upside. He's going to get you more fantasy points than Michael Carter is going to get you. But not only that, with the Jets, they re-signed Tevin Coleman. 
Don't know why they re-signed Tevin Coleman. Maybe they thought because he was injured last season, we're going to give him another shot uh, to spell for Michael Carter or to help work him in. But in this situation, I'm going with the quarterback. Now, if Jameis Winston had signed his contract or signed his deal, we'd probably go that way. Do we know if Jameis Winston is going to be a starter somewhere? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But, you know, I think this is one of those trades where you got to call your shot. You know, if you believe that Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback of the Saints and he's going to do great, if you believe he's going to be a starting quarterback, then take Jameis Winston in the, in the starting running back here. Um, because we know that uh, we're 100% sure. We're, we're, we're pretty sure that Sony Michelle, wherever he goes, he's not going to be the starting running back. We're pretty sure of that. You know, but again... You got to call your shot on this one. But me personally, I'm going to keep Jalen Hurts here. And then we'll try to do something else with Sony Michelle. Now our final trade here is going to be Ezekiel Elliott being acquired for Juju Smith-Schuster and a 2023 second round pick. They're projecting that this second round pick is going to be early. Whatever. I, I don't. When people say that the pick is going to be early, like you don't know what that team is going to do. Yes, they traded the 20, the, the pick to you and you gave them, you gave them a player that could possibly do something. It's not like you gave them a player that if they put them on their team is not going to do anything like Ezekiel Elliott. It's going to produce something. What if they make other moves and then that 2023 pick that you thought was going to be early becomes late? So I hate when people put that like they know what the pick is going to be. You don't know what the pick is going to be because you don't know what other moves this guy is going to make to be competitive. If they were not being competitive and they were tanking out of the ass, then it'd be a different story. But you just gave them Ezekiel Elliott, who's not a player that people acquire when they're trying to tank away the season. Like They're trying to win. You know what I mean? So, Juju Smith-Schuster in the 2022, excuse me, in the 2023 second-round pick, or Ezekiel Elliott, at this particular point, man, I'm going to say take Juju in the pick. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott is getting older. Um, You want to go ahead and try to move him for whatever you can. But you can also look at it at this situation where I would say, let me keep Ezekiel Elliott here, man. I mean, yes, he's 26 years old. Um, but they are going into a situation where they lost two of the four wide receivers that they wanted to, that they that they had on the team, and Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. 
Yes, they brought in James Washington. Yes, they they, they re-signed Gallup. And yes, they have C.D. Lamb. But this offense is not great unless Ezekiel Elliott is running the football. And he finished injured as the running back seven in PPR. As a matter of fact, I just talked myself into keeping him. I'd keep him. Juju Smith-Schuster and a 2023 second-round pick, to me, is not enough for Ezekiel Elliott. That's not enough for a running back one. That's not enough for an RB one. So I'm keeping Ezekiel Elliott on this one. If I could get Ezekiel Elliott by giving up Juju Smith-Schuster and a 2023 second, I'm going to go ahead and do that, especially if I'm in a win-now situation. So Ezekiel Elliott will be my guy that I want on my team in this particular instance. So there you have it, people. We gave you the the trades that we found on the Internet this week, and we gave you what we felt about those trades and which side we would actually want. You know, if you like what we're doing here, man, share and subscribe to the podcast I just continue to do this stuff because I love fantasy football and I love sharing the knowledge that I have with other people. And you can say that I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. But, again, I give you the 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 reasoning behind my decisions. And I think people should be transparent when they're doing these types of shows to tell people, like, This is what I believe, and this is why I believe it. If you don't believe the same thing, give me some some facts, some statistics, something, some analytics, something behind how you feel about it, and maybe, maybe I'll change the way I feel about it because it's a fluid thing. We're learning, we're learning, and we're learning, and and we're getting and gathering information on a continuous basis to keep our, for those people who do rating rankings, rankings and ratings, for those people who do those things, keep their stuff fresh. Me, I don't do rankings or ratings. I just talk about the players and where they did finish and where I think they could be in the next season. I'm not saying that they're going to be, okay, this is the top guy, this is the second guy, this is the third guy. No, I don't care about that. I care about whether or not they're going to finish in a range. Will this person finish as a top 12? Will they finish in the next 12, 12 through 24, 13 13 through 24, 25 through 36? Where are these guys going to finish? And that's the kind of value that I assign to these guys. So hopefully you like the things that I'm doing and you continue to listen to me, man. I appreciate you. This has been the Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wyslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.